1: This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by My Girlfriend's Quilt Shop. Stay tuned to learn how to get a $25 online gift card to mygirlfriendsquiltshop.com.
0: Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Sew,
1: sew, 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 sewing out loud. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm Zidi Donahue. And today we're talking about mom's aerial costumes. Yes. That she made. I know we've been pretty costume heavy this uh these past couple of months, but But that is our life. And costumes really offer so many opportunities to challenge yourself. Right? You know, well, <laughs> yes. And if
2: we're supposed to podcast about what we know. I sure have
1: done a lot of costumes. Yeah, and costumes mean that you work with stuff like faux fur and spray glue and and what you know lycra and this and that and the other thing. So we we just work with all sorts of right crazy stuff. You know,
2: costumes can also have sort of category specific too. You can have dance costumes. You can have stage costumes. Um, Aerial costumes have their own particular things that you know. You want and don't want in them. Uh, So skating, skating costumes, gymnastic costumes, what's the rhythmical gymnastics. And sometimes things are also dictated by sort of their tradition or what is expected, like in a
1: competition, maybe. Yeah, that's pretty... It's pretty neat to explore the traditional aspects. Oh, let's not forget ballroom costumes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The, the traditional aspects of costuming, I think, are really neat. It's it's like any other art form. It's a record, you know, of... While we're here... What society... Do you know, you know what the term drag...
2: Where did that came no, from? No. You don't? Tell me, Mom. In Shakespearean plays, uh-huh. the customer may write in The Margin... D-R-A-G. Uh-huh. Dressed as a girl because there were no female, female
1: actors actresses. Oh, I didn't know that. Or actors or actors. Uh, right. right. They didn't allow females on stage right. at that point. Right, huh, right, right. Cool. So
2: it's, dr- you know, dressed as girl. It was just shorthand. Right, right. Somehow it got to drag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's yeah.
1: neat. I didn't know that. Uh, and, okay, you know. We've done drag costuming too, and yes, that we have. can include its own, you know, specific challenges and stuff. So that's also, and there, are, you know, a lot of the drag performers actually do a lot of their own costuming. They get very involved because I, so I, so personal. Did, well, I think
2: because it's personal, I think um, it's part of what they enjoy. Yeah, it's, um, you the whole know, thing. My my big drag. Exposure was with Athena, and he, she, he, she, depending on whether she's for Athena, Jeff or, Athena Jeff or Athena, yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> I, I call her however she's dressed is yes. what I say. Mm-hmm. Um, has very much got into it with me, and I started like, you know, coaching her, and other people were coaching her on and, making right that and costume actually. Jeff became the manager of an alterations
1: uh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know,
2: store for years. And, of course, he learned a lot there from everybody involved in that.
1: On RuPaul's Drag Race, there's, I feel like there's always one or two contestants who are like, you know, this is what I do to kind of support right? my, you know, self or, you right. know, I, I make my own costumes and I always love to see that because it just excites me because I like to sew too. All right. So we're talking about aerial costumes today and you had to make three aerial costumes for showcase. Yes. And had, I don't know if that's the right verb or not, but I made it where I had to. You made it <laughs> yes. where you had to. Yes. Yeah. Mom came to me and she said, yeah, Mallory, you know how, um. You know, you used to volunteer me to sew costumes for your friends, you know, on Halloween or on, you know, for shows or whatever. Right. And I was like, yeah, just like, well, my friend wants us to make her an aerial costume. <laughs> and Mallory's like, oh, sure, okay. And
2: then Mallory goes and, um, she uh, tries out for a play and she makes it. And then, um, I just want to say she's in the play, and sometimes- then she makes two hundred hand like. Meat pie things, and she was not any help with my aerial. She was very little help. She you made one applique, I think. Um, you drew one applique.
1: I tried to sew on some appliques, and you criticized me. And I was like, all right, I'll just let you sew on the appliques. I told I told one of your performance buddies this. I was like, you yeah, CD told me that she wanted me to help her. And so I started sewing on. So She was like, well, I don't actually like it this way. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you do this. So anyway, I sew it on. very little help. And then she starts sewing Halloween costumes. Yeah. Yes, yes. So anyway, um, aerial costumes, tell us a bit about the design process after you adjust your chair. Uh, Yeah, that was that thunk I (laughs) had to put my chair up, guys. Tell us about your design process and tell us about the requirements, you know, like you were kind of saying, of an aerial costume. And what, oh, you know what? Aerial arts, let's define it. Working with silks. Either two. Well, silks aerial arts. Hammock. I
2: you know I don't know the true description, but yeah. aerial arts is when you're today. up in the air uh-huh. and you're hanging from something from that's hanging from the ceiling. So
1: your costumes were p- for people who were working on the we silks We were actually or the on
2: the silks and the hammock, okay. which is the fabrics that you see. So silks is the two tails you see hanging from uh-huh. the ceiling, and uh, the hammock is where each end of the the Fabric. Now they call them silks, and what they really are is their trico.
1: Yeah, it's really cool.
2: They're nylon trico. But I guess that's, uh, first of all, a lot of people say tricot too, just so y'all know. (laughs) Trico. Uh, It's trico. Um, But uh, they call them silks, I guess, because it sounds much more romantic than trico. Than nylon knit. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's what we're working with. So you have to use these silks to like wrap around your body, right? To hang, to drop, right. to make shapes in the air. That's so right. So how a lot of people call it air, da- you know, dancing in the air. Yeah, or That how, type of thing. How did that influence the shape, like the structure of the costume? Well, for one thing,
2: you you don't want to damage the silks. Okay. Right. So. Most likely the absence of zippers, or okay. the zippers need to be very well, you know, covered and closed. Okay. okay, right. Absence of zippers. Um, last night we had somebody wear a Halloween costume to uh, aerial uh, practice, and she put tape on her zipper. <laughs> <laughs> she, That's it's funny. pretty funny. <laughs> uh, cute idea. So, um, For instance, rhinestones, if you want rhinestones on the costume, they must be glued on and have no sharp edges. So no,
1: like, metal casing sort of thing on the rhinestone. (laughs)
2: Right, and then um, sequins, you know, really need to be... Sort of flat. Like you don't want these things to be caught. And this is also out of respect to the next person who's using the same who's self, using yeah. it. So also, even things like um, if you had a costume that shed excessively, yeah, like, like feathers or glitter or so you have to think about what's going to happen. With that fabric. Now, the other thing, too, is you don't want your costume getting caught in the fabric. Sure, yeah. Close-fitting. Yes. Um, Second and skin People, sort of. right. And people have often, you could, usually you can get by with like a small ruffle. Okay. Or a very short skirt that's close-fitting to the body. Um, but you don't want anything that basically can get, you know, entangled. Entangled within the silk, or you get stuck, or it. Ri- I've seen people's costumes it, like rip off. I've never seen a costume get ripped off, but in practice, people have like lost their shirts you know, the shirts be- or the shirt, uh-huh. shirt's been ripped in half, or the shirts got wound up, or we've had to untangle someone because their shirt was, <laughs> you know. So that's one reason you don't practice the silks particularly by yourself because things
1: can happen, it's not just falling. It could be like twisted up within your clothing, so you could be like James Franco in that movie where he has to saw off his own arm or something. Yeah, Yeah. like you have to not, you know, it's like (laughs) two coyote have to saw off this, yeah, chew off
2: this arm to get out of it. But yeah, yeah. So you know, um, it's not safe to do some of those things. So you're not going to find like fringe or like flowy. No, you're really not. And And, and appliques will be, you know, pretty flat. Okay. Um, so that. You know, according to that is how I actually
1: picked out what I.
2: And you so know, you decided made the costume
1: from on all three of these costumes to include like I think a pretty common feature, which is some nude mesh. I did mesh to match the skin tone of the person who's wearing it, so it sort of looks like. They're wearing a costume that's kind of like just laying on their body, right? And
2: and, and so if you want a to cos- look
1: strapless, right? Or- and,
2: and, and I mean, it's hard to wear a strapless sure. costume and expect it to stay in place on the silks. So you're upside down. You're. I mean, I know when I go upside down, like my bosoms, you know, well, go under my chin.
1: The this skin-colored mesh creates shapes that right. would be impossible, right? To actually wear. I, I mean, you
2: know. <laughs> For instance, Jen's had a very plunging neckline almost oh, sure. to her navel. Uh-huh. You know, it was a big V. And you can't really, body tape's not going to keep that on. No. Like, you know, somebody who's walking in a dress on the uh, red carpet or something, it needs to be held together on your body.
1: So you made a costume for Jen. Yes. And Jen was like, <laughs> A combination of a couple. Yeah, well, Jen Jen was like, I ordered
2: something from dance dot 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 place, you know, right. and, and it was just terrible and didn't fit me. And, you know, and I, I'm sure it didn't. She has a lot of, she has very tiny limbs, like thin limbs. She's very like slender th- limbs. Yeah. Little tiny little bones, you know. And uh I, now I could have altered something for her too, but sometimes the dance, Costumes are not of the quality they need to be for something like this. Yeah. You know, this is more in the realm of gymnastics. It's something that you could get away with. It's a sport. Yeah. Yeah. Too. Something maybe
1: you could get away with in a different context. So, Jen was. Or one, you know, one perform. Even with, like, my
2: leggings right. and my leotards that I wear, I can see where they wear out from yeah. the friction of the silks. It's kind of hard yeah. on them. right. So
1: she had this black and red sort of, like, Harlequin-looking. She picked, uh, if anybody knows who's Harley Quinn is, it's yeah. the.
2: it was the old traditional Harley Quinn. She had a picture of Harley Quinn, uh-huh. which is a... Um, Harlequin-type
1: outfit. Yeah, so, okay, so- old Harley Quinn, but then, of course, there's the even older... Harlequin, right. Like character. <laughs> like Harley from, Quinn's name comes from Comedi- Harlequin. I think that Harlequin is like from the Commedia dell'arte or something like that. Right. I, mean, I think
2: of it like a court gesture. It's really old. Yeah. Right, right. right. And, and
1: so this is swapping colors. every. Right.
2: So it's very color blocked. Yes, You know, yes. The, the, the top is red and then the opposite leg is red. And then that sleeve, is the other sleeve is red, you know, black. Or, so she was black. She had this black and red picture of Harley Quinn. Uh-huh. Okay, because I told her to draw me pictures. I don't draw, yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay. So, and then she had a true aerial costume. Mm-hmm. Okay, that um, picture of a woman, you know, on silks, where the back and sides were sort of, you know, cut out. It was obvious that they were right. meshed there. And then it, um, she had more of a capri links to her. Her like these were, I should add, wound up that I made unitards.
1: Yeah, they're they're being Um
2: So, you know, it was sort of a capri-length leg and then a, well, I guess a three-quarter-length sleeve. It just came past her elbow, sort of. And mesh was after that, actually.
1: Okay, so then let's just talk about, real quick, the design of yours and Lacey's, because they were sort of similar.
2: Well, I guess what I should say with Jen's Uh is, so what I said to her, she said, now, Jen... Is from Thailand, right? So sometimes I get scared if I don't understand. I, you she, know, yeah, English I, is
1: not her first language, right? Yet. Right. <laughs> so
2: sometimes we use words a little bit differently, and we kind of laugh when, when right. we do. So I said. I will draw a picture and send and and show it to you. Yeah, because I don't want to make her something that she's extremely disappointed in. I don't want to put the time That's into a good it. Idea. it yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I so I did the sketch and gave it back to her, and she
1: was thrilled. You know, shoot, even when English is your shared mother tongue. Yeah. Communication about costumes well, can be And that's tricky. true cuz people don't even know the
2: language of garments.
1: And and sometimes yeah certain things can mean different things to different people, but good idea to draw on a picture. Okay, let's talk about yours and Lacey's and then I want to come back to um I want to come back to the mesh and how you I meshed. How, how you meshed the mesh and how the I design and everything. the mesh. So yeah. you and Lacey, you were in black velvet. Black
2: velvet. And it was actually stretchy some, velvet. It was actually some that I had <laughs> that I had here yeah. in stock. How old do you think that velvet? Well, is? when were you in Acro? Because I think it was from that.
1: Oh, okay. So I was like age, you know,
2: twenty nine years ago to, right.
1: you know, twelve. Yeah, like twenty so years. So it ago. was
2: you know, 18, 20 year old um,
1: stretch velvet. And you actually, know, it was at one like point, rec- Mom got out this velvet and she was like. Well, I can't make our costumes out of this. this is I only have two yards yeah. this year. And I was like, Oh no, mom, there's the bolt over there. She's like, there was, Oh okay. So that was the end of one bolt. <laughs> right. And there was a whole other bolt of like fifteen yards. There's a whole bolt of yes. black stretch velvet, which comes in handy. We have used it oh, yeah. quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So black stretch velvet. Right. And then you had your mesh insets, and they were much more fluid than Jen's. Jen's were more Jen's was very color-blocked yeah. and,
2: like, where you would almost expect to seem to be most yeah, of the sure, time. right? sure, um, Ours were much more fluid and, um, yeah, I guess that's right, like a flowy shape. And I wanted a low back, and I also wanted to split down the front. And I wanted one arm to be flesh tone and one arm to be uh, the velvet, and then also asymmetrical. It was asymmetrical and fluid. Yes, and and what was funny is I flipped us. I don't know if you noticed, but we were mirror images. Yes. So and then one leg had was cut out all the way up like to the hip, which was mesh also, which appeared to be. you know so s- a skin tone and
1: jen's like the mesh and the you know black and the red lycra they would meet you know like you right. said where a seam was you though you covered your meetings of mesh and velvet with the appliques
2: i did i actually made like a bodysuit. well I would say more like um, a leotard without a crotch yeah, is what I made. Exactly.
1: So yes. you, you, the the shape was different, mm-hmm. and you didn't want to see that line between mesh and black. It was all covered with metallic. Oh, we did. I did. I did appliques. cover that
2: with appliques. No, it wouldn't have had to have been. Yeah. It looked fine without it. It was. That was just sort of what I chose. But, really neat. But the difference, I think, most of the velvet was appliqued onto. A mesh, mesh bodysuit. Right. Okay.
1: Let's talk about skin color real quick before we take a break. Oh, yeah. And this this was a big challenge. So, like you said, Jen's from Thailand. Right. And she is, well, I don't know, like...
2: She says to me, you are very white. <laughs>
1: yeah. Mom, mom has... Some of the palest skin. Yes.
2: I'm like white, pink.
1: Yeah, she's like Like, like, like any
2: time those foundation colors were, and they go, this is the palest pale. I'm that. I have the skin of like maybe like a ginger person, a redheaded person. A redheaded person, person yeah. Except I have black hair. And then, yeah, um,
1: yeah and I'm kind of medium. I and I yeah, have well, more olive. Yeah, undertones you've got olive in you uh-huh. than you do. And then mm-hmm. Jen has um a, like a darker skin, and she has more like yellowish undertones. She, she had almost a green. Yeah, the olive yeah, yellow yeah, the olive-y green. Yeah, you um, know when people first start, when I first encountered people, I'm like, oh, you have red undertones, right? You, have, you know, green undertones. I'm like, what the hell are you talking they, about? Yeah, they don't believe it, and it really is true. Like when you start to look at how people's it's just it's just very interesting so now she did i thought what was kind of nice is she had face makeup on yeah she had a face so it was kind Mm -hmm. of cool that you didn't have to perfectly Um, actually you know it was
2: so freaking close hers was was, closer than yours hers was closer than mine so the mesh i had which is sort of like this it is the most disgusting skin tone on earth. Well, don't I, I, say I, I, that because <laughs> we sell it. It's called, well, no. It's called Toast. It's called Toast. And <laughs> I guess it's, I get, you know, first of all, your skin tone isn't a flat color. Right. So, you know, this stuff is flat. It's very you flat. You know, it, it, but it does it,
1: look yellowy.
2: It, it is. Kind of I is believe it's yellowy. I think. I think I could use some more pink you in it for pinky, me. I think I yeah. could, like, pink wash it for oh, me. But.
1: We have this bolt, and we sell this uh, power shaper net. So what'd you do?
2: So that's what I used, and well, the first thing I did is I didn't think the mesh was going to work on Jen, and I took a piece and laid it on her skin, and it was like, oh, it was like me laying my arm next to Jen, and it was not going to work. We're we're two (laughs) obviously different colors, you know, and um, so I decided I was going to have to dye, yeah, her her mesh, because I looked, I actually looked. Uh, to see if I could even find a mesh that I thought would even approach her skin tone, and I, I couldn't. It just didn't look satisfactory. N- uh, none, of, n- uh, none of the sample things that we had could I find anything. And, of course, you can't just look on the internet for a skin tone.
1: And this is a complaint for um, a lot of people, and especially people who have darker skin colors, that they can't find, like, a lot of lingerie right. or, you know, um, other garments, like maybe hosiery or something, like, in their colors yeah. you know well
2: i've never found anything in my color either but um <laughs> you know i mean i think they tend to make it a lighter a color lot more which peach tone which if you realize you can dye it kind of makes sense so
1: yeah talk about dying
2: because i have done this before mm-hmm. i don't know if you remember crazy for you yeah but I, I dyed like i had I wound up having like five different colors right. of, of, mesh of mesh for those girls. right. So
1: if you – I, you really need to, no matter what you're doing, you need to remember that you can dye stuff, everybody.
2: Well, and you also need to really look at the person's skin tone. Like if you looked at Jen and I across the room from each other, mm-hmm. I don't think you'd realize how many shades were in between us. right? You know, um, we're just – it's just amazing. You know, right. it's like we're two different crayons on the opposite ends of the box or Absolutely. whatever. Absolutely. Um, so I did dye it and I actually just used RIT dye because the content of the mesh is basically poly and spandex or nylon. nylon. I'm sorry, nylon and spandex. Okay.
1: And RIT dye, tell us a little bit more about RIT dye.
2: I hope this is still true. Because when I researched it, it was like 20 years ago, okay? But RIT dye has a combination of dyes. Like lots
1: of different dyes in it. Right,
2: so that no matter what your fiber content is, it will dye it. Now, it won't guarantee a color or an intensity, Yeah, but it will dye it. It will change the color of it. So I can dye cotton with it, or I can dye polyester with it. I can dye silk with it. I can you know, dye rayon. I can dye a poly blend or a cotton
1: blend with it, and I will get color. Something is going to happen to it. Right. I I dyed tights for someone in the sink at high school um, because they were supposed to be Peter Pan for a class, Uh and she forgot to dye her tights. And I was like, oh. We can just do that in the sink and it won't color your porcelain sink, right? Shouldn't. Shouldn't. Didn't at Rockbridge High School. (laughs) And and you
2: should be able, I mean, you should be able to, like, on something like that that's fairly non porous, basically take Clorox or something or bleach and get it out.
1: And okay, so you dyed to match Jen's skin tone. I did. And
2: this is, you have to realize, I, so I took one of our fabric swatch things and I tried to match her skin as best, best. like, uh-huh. I figured I was only going to get close anyway, right? you know. And I put a little bit of brown in. Now, I, I, I literally did this, like, in a, a cup. Right. Okay. I, I put a little bit of brown in. I put a little bit of red in. I was like, nope, shouldn't have put that red in. So I put some yellow in. And um, I think that's what I did. I put some yellow in. And then I decided I got it too yellow. So I put some orange in. I have no idea what this, this formula was. <laughs> and then I took it out, okay, and I, I actually just kind of put it on my skin, if you really want to know the truth. I put it in the palm uh-huh. of my hand and where it was sort of translucent, and I could see it, I thought, I'm going for this. Now, the thing with dying is I didn't have a lot of time to do this. You'll never match it again. Right. You know, you'll right. never be exact. So I made sure I dyed enough. And since I didn't know my formula. Now, I did keep a jar mm-hmm. of of the original mixture that I made in case something happened and I had to try a match or something. But I went ahead and I dyed two yards because I thought I needed one. Mm-hmm. Okay, And, of course, it's a different color when it's wet and it's a different color when it's dry. Oh. I also use um, a pre-treatment called Synthropol, mm-hmm. which is like a detergent- and it takes out all of the free dye out of the existing fabric and any finishes or anything that might be on it. Then I dye it, um, and then I, again, use the synthropol, which takes any free dye out, so you're, it won't. Okay, I did this all in a bucket, <laughs> okay? <laughs> With hot water from the tap, it was as hot as I went, and that
1: mesh took that color, bam. Okay, and I want to say that, we were a really good influence on someone with this whole dying thing. Oh, really? Because we discussed it in earlier podcasts, uh-huh. right? So Heather emails us and says uh, that she responded to our newsletter. She said she loved seeing the Cars costumes that I made. And then she said, last night, I dyed fabric for the first time. I got the inspiration from the show costuming series on the podcast. It's for a holiday exhibition skating dress. I'm on a Mm. deadline and not too familiar with ordering that type of fabric. So I stopped by our local and well-stocked Joanne. I picked up green and gold fabric and white power mesh and thought, oh, I can just dye this white mesh to be green. Having never done that before. As I said, staring over the stove last night, I thought quote, I'm dying over here and it's all ZD and Mallory's fault. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm End dying. <laughs> Love the podcast. I had no one in my life growing up who sews, so I learned so much about what I don't know about what I don't know I don't know from your broadcast. Thanks for all you do. Uh, so yeah and then she sent a picture and she dyed this fabric. She just oh, go for gorgeous. it, everybody. Yeah. If you can't find the exact color you want, you know, just get to dying right. and mix Well, in.
2: I'm telling you it was so close to her skin color. It was, it was amazing. pretty fantastic. And here's the other thing about skin color. Your arms are a different color than your neck, you oh, know, sure. or your face or your and legs. It doesn't so, have to be super close. It doesn't have to be super close, especially, you know, when you're on stage, you're not and, and it and it obviously gives an illusion. When of you're being, on stage you know,
1: and you are in the lights and all right. that
2: jazz. Yeah. Right. Um, so I her mesh looked much better. Then yeah, yours mine <laughs> and laces because I, I i dyed hers to to
1: okay well let's match her. take a quick uh break for a message break from our sponsor we will be right back
2: this week's sewing out loud podcast is brought to you by my girlfriend's quilt shop you know we love the quality of baby Lux sewing machines and now their genuine collection sewing machines are available for purchase online That's right. No matter where you are located, Baby Lock quality is at your fingertips.
1: The perfect gift for the maker in your life, the Genuine Collection includes an affordable range of machines that are great for travel or for the creative person who wants to explore sewing. Machines start at just $150 and ship for free.
2: Listeners to Sewing Out Loud will receive a $25 online gift card to My Girlfriend's Quilt Shop with the purchase of a Genuine Collection machine. Use it on sewing supplies, patterns, or notions for yourself or someone you love.
1: Visit mygirlfriendsquiltshop.com slash podcast. That's mygirlfriendsquiltshop, shop with two P's and an E, dot slash podcast to browse the genuine collection. And even if you don't need a machine, get a free pattern for a fabulous zippered pouch when you visit mygirlfriendsquiltshop.com slash podcast. Thanks,
2: mygirlfriendsquiltshop.
0: girlfriends sewing out loud.
1: And we're back.
2: Okay. I want to say one other thing about mesh. Uh Uh-huh. Is it can also be used to impart color instead of match color. Okay. I can't remember if it was you. I think it was. And you said, we were watching Wicked, I believe. We were at Wicked. Uh Uh-huh. And you said, how do they get all of her skin to be green? Mm -hmm. The only makeup that was green on her was her face and her hands. Right. And they put a, you know, had a green mesh over her skin. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't come off. You don't have to worry about the yeah. makeup. So they they then match her green makeup to, to, the, the, to the green mesh that's within, right. So right. she's wearing, like, probably a bodysuit or something, mm-hmm. you know, under another costume that's green mesh.
1: Yeah. Um, That's a really good point. So talk about closures a little bit. You mentioned that you couldn't have, like, Zippers, right? Wouldn't be a great idea, right? Um, tell tell us how these unitards. Well, with the unitard,
2: you can, you know, it has to go on like a leotard. You Uh have to step into it first. Yeah, it comes up over your body, so your neck hole is your entrance. Right, right, and it and your neck hole doesn't just have to go over your head; it has to go over your hips, your waist, you know, your Your bosoms. But you got to get your arms in there. Your entire body (laughs) has to go through. You know, the neck. So in a leotard, a lot of times you'll see like a scoop neck or something, you know, and of course you have spandex involved, right? You know, it's usually a knit fabric with some spandex or um, elastane or whatever we want to call it, lycra. And so it does have some movement. And some recovery, right? So you know, if your hips are forty, maybe the neck hole doesn't have to be forty. Maybe sure. it only has to be thirty-four. Mm-hmm. You know, and it'll it'll return. But to your
1: its... costumes were high neck.
2: But our costumes were high neck, partially because of the mesh, the embellishment, right? Right, and look. how how we wanted it to look. And I wanted the mesh to cover most of the skin again, too, because that gave you a certain color. Um. So what we had was we had a keyhole opening in the back. And you'll see this in a lot of um, high-necked leotards, Uh okay, like a turtleneck leotard or one that they want to play. So they just put a keyhole in the back, and then maybe they have a hook or a snap. And when I say a snap, I don't mean like a little baby snap. Yeah, I mean like you know, a riveted in snap. Hammered in. Yes. snap. And a lot of times there'll be even a something else to secure that, like a piece of elastic underneath that, that has a hook and eye to it or something so that there's not too much strain on it or so that it doesn't pop or that if it does pop open, it doesn't come down. Right. 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 Um, So, we actually... I used a bra hook on ours. Okay. A tiny, tiny bra hook and a tiny piece of elastic. Oh, neat. And, um, you know, it was just at the top of the keyhole opening. Ours was mesh, too. Uh Uh-huh. Lacey's and mine. On Jen's, hers was actually her fabric and not the mesh. Uh Uh-huh. So, I just left her back seam open. Right. You know, whatever it was. Eight inches or six inches or something. And then she had... A huge hook and eye at the top, like a coat, if anybody's familiar with what a coat hook and eye
1: would be. Right. So Jen's mesh to fabric transitions, were they mostly seams? They were seams.
2: Everything on hers was a seam except those appliques that you had drawn. Yeah. Okay. Tell us, though,
1: this is what I want to talk about. Now, if you are a zigzag member of com, you got a very in-depth live broadcast about how ZD applied appliques to these costumes, which actually I also used on the cards. I ended up being very grateful that you had done all this experimentation. Actually,
2: I kind of wound up using some of that technique on uh, Wonder Woman's cape, too. Yeah, so...
1: Stars if you're interested on. in how those appliques go on, you can go back and watch that live broadcast. It's in the Facebook group. You can join com SoHere.com at com slash membership. But tell us about the construction process between the mesh and the velvet on yours and Lacey's because it was not quite as straightforward as just seaming together. No. Well, like I said, yeah, yeah. there was a
2: bodysuit basically of mesh. So did you make like an entire mesh bodysuit? Yeah, with that, like I said, without the crotch, I went down over okay. the hips, okay? down over the hips, but no crotch. Yeah. I didn't feel like we needed double crotch. I felt like that would have been uncomfortable because the crotch did, was all velvet,
1: right? The crotch right. didn't have any skin tone no. inserts. <laughs> I pretty much,
2: I pretty much covered the the crotch area. Uh-huh. Okay, um, as I told,
1: it was uh-huh. made of opaque fabric. Yes, and I told
2: Lacey we don't want the Virginia police called. Right, and I had right. to explain what the Virginia police was. So now she, that now she uses
1: that term. Maybe that information should only be for members, too. Uh, you think so? <laughs> yeah, we'll Virginia, share that. okay. <laughs>
2: so anyway, um, I then, you know, I had basically the pattern on tissue paper, and then I drew my shapes on the tissue paper so that I would know where these would go and I would know what shape to cut my velvet.
1: Yes. Okay. So this was the pattern, the color blocking pattern of your
2: leotard. Right. Okay. So, um, the front, actually, I cut the leg, you know, it was like the leg and a big piece that went up one side sort of, Uh and then over, you know, so I did have like side seams of velvet, you know, around the hips. Yeah. So, um, that's how I and hers. I actually on the one side predetermined where her cutout leg would be, and I actually did it differently on mine. Okay, yeah. but um, so this was like basically a series of drawings that I could lay on top of each other and then cut out the proper, um.
1: So, you know, piece of fabric was the velvet always applied onto the mesh? Yes, always. Okay, so the velvet was always applied mm-hmm. onto the mesh. And what stitch did you use to apply that?
2: I used just a zigzag, yeah, and and burnished over the edge, and it was a, a fairly wide zigzag. I think we did like three point five in, in and maybe
1: three lengths and a
2: three length. Uh huh. Three point uh-huh. five width because I length. wanted a good. I also wanted a good bite out of it.
1: This and mesh, I must
2: say, uh huh, on that velvet. Not a stitch showed. Sure. It just kind of eats yeah, it, it up, went right? went right in, right.
1: I want to say, too, the mesh that ZD used is this power shaper net, right. you know, that we sell. And it is some sturdy stuff. It's very sturdy. And um, that
2: has actually come up, I believe, in uh, our Facebook before. People are like, oh, you know, what do you use if you want to make uh, a leotard or a skating, skating outfit? And room? you yeah. want this to look nude. And people are like, oh, there's this stuff called illusion. Illusion is a very, very fine mesh. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's just even made out of nylon. I don't even know how much spandex it has in it.
1: Probably a little. I, I believe there are some illusions, like bridal might, illusion, that have no spandex. Right, in they're them. almost yeah. like a tool. So careful very careful where
2: you go with this. Think about how you're applying this and to what type There are different what the usage is. Like
1: not all sheer meshes are the same. No. There are different and ways And there are
2: all we have this power mesh which um there are other meshes called power meshes and that well, are this, not so as this heavy. Is, this is called power shaper net. This is power shaper net. Right? There's a thing called okay. power mesh. There's like... Okay. And every place is going to call it something different. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So you have to get a sample. You know, you, you... Unless you have ordered it before and you have a piece in hand, you don't know how it
1: works. And that's why I thought it was neat that Heather, she felt she could go to the store. And what she really wanted was to be able to, like, feel. Yes. And she's like, okay, but I can make this green. You know, I can buy it in this neutral color and I can make it in the color I want. So that's an advantage of, you know, being a little daring. Well,
2: and, you know, I have often done that in costuming. But an entire bolt of something that was off-white or white or even a pale pink. And I knew... I could I can dye, dye it. Um, we have a bolt of Osnaburg here, which is a, a cotton sort of rustic fabric. And oh my gosh, I have dyed it and dyed it and over dyed it and um, all kinds of dyed it, distress right. dyed it, and made it into something. But I, you know, I could almost dye something faster than I could go hunt for something the right color or. Uh, you know, if I wanted an ombre, I could do that on it. Um, so it's not uncommon for me to have that stock white or off white, neutral, or kinda. something that I can dye. Okay, uh-huh. so
1: with tell me a little bit about construction process with the sleeves of so mm-hmm. these unitards for you and Lacey, they were one, two, three, five pieces: a front, two backs, two sleeves. Yes. Is that how many right. pieces mm-hmm. there was there a seam down, the uh-huh. seam down the back. Seam yeah, down the back, yeah. For your keyhole, for fitting. Well, for... and the seam down the back, if you, especially
2: because, uh, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And with that power mesh being as stiff as it was, it needed to be able, I needed to be able to contour it yeah. at, at the back. Um, so if you don't put a back seam in a garment, mm-hmm. you don't, You 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 definitely lose some fitting. Right. You Know, um, and I put a back seam in it, all my leotards, right? I mean, everything has a back seam in it because my butt, most people's butt comes out and their back goes in, and, and that's where that's you can do a sway back
1: adjustment, people. When there's back, there seam. you go, uh, okay. That anyway, that be what it's for. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> so. With the sleeves, did you applique onto the sleeves while they were flat? Did you yes. put the velvet and the appliques yes. onto the sleeve yes. while they were flat? Yes, I did it
2: while they were flat. And again, it was a series of this is what the whole sleeve looks like and this is what the piece that goes on top of it looks like. And right. I cut that piece that went on top of it. So mm-hmm.
1: what? tell me what happened on the hands and the feet of these costumes. Well... To, back to our security this issues, would be, and, stuff. and
2: this would be something, especially in gymnastics, rhythmical gymnastics. Well, even you know, even almost anything that would be like a sport, right? And sometimes in dance, um, you need to anchor these, right? Okay, the sleeve will go up, especially if you're doing something where you're stretching, you're tumbling, or reaching. You know that that tight-fitting lycra sleeve is not going to maybe stay at your wrist. Mm-hmm. So, um basically I made what I I refer to it as a gauntlet sleeve. Right. Okay. And I, I don't know if y'all know what gauntlets are, but they're those gloves that don't have any fingers covered. Right. <laughs> right? So I make a gauntlet sl- sleeve that sort of a you know, there's a peak that comes down over the middle of the hand. And a piece of elastic and or power mesh or whatever you want to put there that will go around the middle finger.
1: Right. So it kind of came to a V. Yes. So on your costume, one of those was black. Right. And one of them was mesh. That's correct. Right? That's correct. And so uh, Jen's, hers looked like it had a three-quarter length sleeve, Mm -hmm. but there was mesh coming down over her hand on the end of that gauntlet. because
2: her three-quarter length sleeve is also going to pull up. It would. It would roll right, up, right? Sure. Right? Right?
1: And and I would think a long sleeve might have more of a chance of staying down. I do too. You know, yeah. And than, you know, anyway. and
2: the thing is, is you're you're rubbing up against these silks. Well, and you know. I guess the last thing you want here, you are. You've practiced this routine. You've put your your life into this choreography. You know, for right. several weeks, and then one sleeve's rolled up and one's mm. down, and <laughs> and you're lopsided, and you're not getting the shape and the look you want.
1: I think that it can also add to the line. Well, that's that it. You're making. I'm talking about shape. Yeah. When yeah. When you when you mm-hmm. cut off like on your on your black sleeve, if you were to just cut that off in a You know what I want to say—a line like just around the wrist. I think that that narrowing, that continuing of that line, I um, like it. Look nice. Yes, yes.
2: And then at the foot, yeah. Okay. Um, you you can do different. There's basically it was a stirrup setup. Now the way I did this is I just made a straight leg, Uh and a small hole was cut, and that goes. Over your heel, heel. pops out the heel of that, goes over the, goes and the yeah, and that's what works. Now, you can also use a piece of elastic there uh-huh. and just make a, a a loop. Right, you know, there's several things you can do. It's not uncommon to see this type of stirrup I made. It's not uncommon to see it in gymnastics or in um, the aerial performances. It's it's very very common.
1: So once again on Jen's. Hers, it looked like she was wearing, like, capri pants. Right. Except there was hers mesh was mesh uh-huh. down over the leg. Right. And her pants kind of came to this point. Uh, is what In it's the front, of, the, the fabric, the right, you,
2: opaque fabric came to, a, yes. Like
1: kind of over her yes. knee. And the way you could get that shape to stay like that right. was to have this mesh. And pull it down. Right. right. Uh, stabilizing it or this right. mesh underneath. So you can create those neat shapes when you are applicating onto the mesh. Now, now I, I will say I applicate
2: that. Onto the mesh. Oh, um, the, the leg. I, I will tell you what I did. I tried it both ways. Uh-huh. I mean, I testing, 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 right? right? And I did not like a seam being there. Yeah. Um, I put it like on my leg and I was like, no, we're better off just applicating this onto the mesh. So I applicate, you know, basically that fabric that ended You know, blow her knee. I applicate it onto the mesh in that shape, and it gave a much better look.
1: Um, And fit. Yeah, it was smoother. Right, right. It was smoother. So when you were appliquing all this stuff, you know, onto this fabric—
2: I was dreaming about it, too. Go
1: ahead. (laughs) Did you use any stabilizer underneath? Did you feel the need to at any time? I
2: was ready to, and I never needed it.
1: So I just want to say— you know, if you have a machine that has a real strong motor, right, you might not need to do this. It will have that penetrating right. power. You want to use a new needle. A
2: good new needle. Good new needle. Good new – good thread. Not granny's thread that's off of the wooden spool.
1: Right. If you have um, a machine that's more entry level, stabilizer, tear away right. – Lightweight Tearaway, like the Totally Stable mm-hmm. from Sulky that I keep recommending. I, right. Actually, it's come up so much, so many times. Right. It's an embroidery product uh, and a crafting product, but it's really in garment sewing. I think it's so useful. It's super lightweight. It's going to give your machine something to kind of grip and sew on to, right. uh, especially if your machine is – wanting to like drag knits down into you know the bottom of it or something like that that totally stable can be so helpful and since it's thin you know you're perforating it with this long wide zigzag it will come away very easily
2: and you'll pull it away by holding your stitches and then pull it away and the other thing i did do with all of the applique even when it was a big piece i used a spray adhesive yeah um i i I started out not using the spray adhesive. I pinned, 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 pinned. And I was like, man, this is like really torture. Yeah. It worked. But I was like, oh, my gosh. And I have to worry about, like, where everything is. Okay. And and, if- and I got out the embroidery, the temporary embroidery spray adhesive. Uh-huh. And I put it on, the. and I loved myself for that okay, idea. Okay, if you
1: want to see the details of... ZD applying on these very complex shapes and doing just the most amazing job. Now <laughs> the okay. my points. So no, I was she like, she how I stitch in my points. She was stitching these points, and I was like, oh man. See, maybe
2: that's why I turned my nose up. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know it's okay. why.
1: I know it's. I was like, oh, I just don't care that much. <laughs> my car's costumes I was like oh you my god you didn't have those kinds of points no you know? I didn't no oh my you sh- you should watch the video watch the live broadcast if you're a zigzag member It it is really quite impressive so she goes through um that spandex applique process and this is a way to get color and shape onto right. a stretchy garment well and we haven't said this yet here but we we I know we
2: did in the broadcast so I'm using four-way stretch fabric right Therefore, my applique fabric must be four-way stretch if I want to maintain that same integrity of stretch. Right. Absolutely. Right. So I can't just applique with anything. It has to be you know allow me to have the same stretch
1: yes yes okay well i think that that pretty much sums up uh the aerial costumes that's it you don't want to that, talk about them anymore nope <laughs> never want to hear about them again three okay? thread narrow Stop. three, thread, oh, three narrow. thread narrow hey maxillic stretch and actually stretch. i did
2: use maxillic stretch all, right.
1: all Be- right
2: only because i don't think i needed the stretch so much as i wanted the comfort
1: yeah, 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 real close fitting I, want, I
2: wanted the softness of it
1: Okay, well, if you have questions um, And I think this might be our last costume episode For a while
2: now Well, maybe not
1: <laughs> Got other things to talk about uh, If you have questions, you can get to us We're on Instagram at SoHere C-O-M, and We're on Facebook at Facebook.com Slash SoHere.com And uh, you can always email me At Mallory at com. Take it away, Mom So long and so happy
0: Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. Hey, y'all. Ferris Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music?